0: I am your host, Lily Jeanette. Once upon a time, this podcast was called Wind Down with Lil. But what we got out of this podcast were true lessons. Some days we talk about relationships. Other days we talk about trauma recovery. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we get checked. Ultimately, we share stories about the true lessons that we learn throughout our lives. I hope today's episode teaches you something. Are you ready for that light bulb moment? I hope so because true lessons begins now. Today we are talking about gaslighting. Not anyone's best subject to talk about or learn about. However, it was the word of the year in 2022. I hope that this year's word of the year <laughs> is healing. But in the meantime, We're going to continue to have these tough conversations and discuss gaslighting and anything in the middle that will help us strengthen our minds, our souls, and our spirit. Today, we welcome again, Matt Pfeiffer, a therapist, speaker, trainer, toxic relationship, narcissism, trauma, and emotional abuse expert. Welcome back to True Lessons. How have you been?
1: I have been good. Thank you for having me back.
0: Of course. Thank you for accepting your the last time you we were here, we talked about narcissism mm-hmm. and it's one of my most listened episodes. So great. thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining me again and for giving our listeners the pleasure of our collaboration once again. Absolutely. So we're in 2023, but word of the year in 2022 was gaslighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a word that really has been um, misunderstood, I'm mm-hmm. going to say, uh, misused, and highly looked up, hence why it was Word of 2022. So tell us, with your experience, your expertise, what gaslighting is.
1: So uh, it's it, it's interesting because I actually don't even really care for the word gaslighting. Um, I actually prefer the clinical term. The clinical term is crazy making, and, and the reason why I prefer the clinical term is because it makes more sense when you tell someone that someone is intentionally trying to make you crazy, trying to make you feel like you're crazy, trying to make you feel like everything is your fault. That's what gaslighting actually is. And when you, when, and when I, um, the reason why I I say that is that oftentimes people think that gaslighting is lying people Mm -hmm. and it's not people think that gaslighting is a disagreement So someone has a different opinion of you and you'll hear people say things like, stop gaslighting me. That's not that's not what that is. People are allowed to have their own opinion. People are allowed to disagree with you. People are allowed to be. Sometimes people will say, well, this person's upset with me. They're gaslighting me. No, they're not. That's that's not what gaslighting is either. Gaslighting is when you have uh, it's when you have a person that is literally trying to make you feel like there's something wrong with you, that you that there's that you're. Uh, going crazy that you didn't see things the way that you saw things that you didn't hear things the way that they heard, that the way that you heard them, it's a lot more insidious than just a lie. I'm not saying that that lying is good or anything like that, but it's a lot more insidious um, to where it, that when you when it happens over time, you start to literally start to question your own reality. And yeah. so what happens is that uh, especially in a in a uh, unhealthy or toxic or an abusive relationship, you start to rely on the abusive person for what your reality actually is. So I'm going to give you an example of gaslighting. I'll go over some phrases later, but one of the things that people do when they're gaslighting is that they'll hide your things. They'll hide your keys. They'll hide your watch. They'll hide your wallet. They might throw it underneath the couch. And when you're looking for it, they might say something like, you always lose your keys. You're so irresponsible. This is the reason why I don't trust you with money. This is the reason why I don't trust you with the kids. This is the reason why I don't trust you with this. this is the reason why. And yeah. it gets into your mind that like, yeah, if I don't have my keys, if I don't, if I can't keep track of my wallet, if I can't keep track of these things, then how can I trust myself with these things? I'm gonna go ahead and hand over my entire check to my abusive husband or my abusive wife or whatever the case yeah. is. And so this is a way for them to gain more and more control throughout the relationship. Another thing that's very common, that's not talked about enough is uh, they might ask you something like, hey, did you did you lock all the doors before you came to bed? And you'll say, yeah. They'll wake up in the middle of the night and go unlock all the doors. I thought you said you locked all the doors. And you're like, I swore I, I, I could have sworn I'd locked them. And you're sitting here questioning yourself, not realizing. And the reason why it's so insidious is that we have to remember that this isn't just some random person that, that's doing this. This is someone that you already have developed a lot of trust with. Oftentimes it might be a spouse. Oftentimes it might be your mother, your father, someone who you're supposed to trust. It's hard to gaslight when you don't have, when it's just some random person off the street. Mm -hmm. It's very Mm -hmm. easy to gaslight when it's someone that that you are supposed to
0: trust. Yeah, and that's what I understand, right? That gaslighting is just a fancy word for manipulation. And it's used to turn off that intuition that helps. Well, it's
1: a, it's a little bit different from manipulation. Um, I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you the difference. So manipulation wants you to, you know, they want you to see things very differently. They want you, but uh, gaslighting where they're, they're, they, I would say that gaslighting and manipulation, they do go hand in hand. The difference though, is that gaslighting wants you to literally question your reality. Mm-hmm. That You didn't see what you didn't see what you saw. You didn't You right. didn't hear what you, you didn't hear what you heard right? Yeah. Where manipulation wants to change your perception, wants to change your, oh, okay. your view okay. and wants you, wants you to, um, so they, they do go hand in hand, but, um, gaslighting has an intention on you, on you basing your reality based on like, if you were gaslighting me, your goal would be for me to hand over my, um, I would have to rely on you for what my reality reality actually is. So what happens over the course of time with gaslighting is that I would say, like, uh, if we're if we're driving up the street and I might start asking you, I might start questioning your reality, my own reality, even though the GPS says make a left right here. I might say to you, should I turn? Is it okay? Is it okay for me to? Is it okay for me to turn here? Even though I know the direction. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And, and I might start to say, like, well, uh, you know, I just want to make sure this is OK. I just want to make sure this is this is the right thing to do. And, you know, and I start to quit and, and to a point where I literally don't even trust myself.
0: Right. Right. Which makes you dependent of them only.
1: Bingo. Mm-hmm.
0: Such a crazy tactic to me, because what that does do is. Make you you lose your individuality completely. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. lose sight of your own hopes and dreams and goals and interests. I mean, I see that a lot of people when they first meet, they suddenly have a huge interest in that other person's sport, mm-hmm. interests, or even the way they eat.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: take on these habits that you're like, okay, you didn't even laugh like that before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's scary because I've seen it in people and I saw it in myself. Mm-hmm. And I think the younger you are, the easier it is for you to be gaslit, especially when you don't know fully what your individuality is. Mm-hmm. This this is why I'm like so big on telling my kids, like, learn you, mm-hmm. learn you, like whoever you like, talk to right. everybody, who cares, but don't fall into those very serious patterns of a serious relationship because- it's just so easy not only to be gaslit or whatever, but to also do it unknowingly to someone right. else because that just gives you a sense of power in any dynamic that mm-hmm. you don't know how you're gonna play out when it comes to you until you have it in your hands.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: It's so tricky.
1: Yeah.
0: But um gaslighting, I wanted to get a little bit back to who uses this. I mean yeah, young people are, are more prone for it. But how can gaslighting work, let's say in the workplace?
1: Uh, so gaslighting in the workplace, let's say that you have a one on one with a supervisor, let's say you have a narcissistic supervisor or a narcissistic coworker. worker. And um, let's say that you um, let's say that you um, had a one on one with them. And you guys were talking about how to execute some sort of plan Mm -hmm. on, um, on, um, whatever, whatever meeting that you guys are gonna, gonna come up with. And they told you to set, set up the, set up the decorations or whatever, for whatever party or whatever event Mm -hmm. at nine o'clock. And let's say that something happened where it didn't work out the way that you guys thought it would. Mm -hmm. And so another supervisor comes to you and says, why are you setting up at nine? We talked about this, you know, in our supervisor meeting, saying that, you know, we're not setting up till 11 or we told you to set up at eight, this is too uh-huh. late or whatever. And you said something like, you know, my uh, supervisor told me to set it up at nine. I never said that, right? I never said that. I would never tell you to set it. I would never tell you to, like, why, why would I ever tell you to set something up late, right? And 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 oftentimes... They may intentionally do that just to just to make you feel, make you question yourself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So that so those are those, those are some things that, that might happen from a supervisor's perspective, uh, from a coworker's workers perspective. Uh, another another thing that happens with gaslighting, this happens, this can happen with uh, co-workers. This also can happen with uh, significant others.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Mm. You're
1: you're perfectly fine. Are you okay? did you take your pills today? Are you, there's something wrong. like they and get getting you to question yourself. That's one of the most common things. And with significant others, it's uh very common for them to, to not only get you to question yourself, asking you if you're okay, but they'll take it one step further. You need to take pills. You should be on pills. Did you see a therapist? You need to see a psychiatrist and getting you question yourself on that. Like you're not seeing things the way that you should. So therefore you need additional help on top of that. And, in um, it comes. It seems as though they're asking in a way of being concerning, but it's actually in a way of them making you feel like there's something wrong with you.
0: Yeah, or the classic, you know, that's not a big deal. It, you know, it's not a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you're overreacting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't. You're too
1: emotional. You you're you're to too emotional. Up. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, Are you the- crazy? Uh, the reason the reason why I did this was because of what you did.
0: Right. right. Well, zero mm. accountability is mm-hmm. for sure, I think, a huge um, tactic for a gaslighter. Right. I did nothing. Or mm. if I did it, it's because of what you did. It has mm. nothing to do with me. If you weren't around, I wouldn't have done X, Y, Z. Or you wouldn't have gotten me mad, which is something that I find we don't realize happens very often. And so we normalize it and pretend it's, it's just common. Mm-hmm. But the whole, you did this and this is why I'm mad, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Like I've learned that for me to argue with anyone, it's because I'm trying to get them to see my point. That's a one, that's a waste of time. I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not going to invest my energy in that way, mm-hmm. but I will say, let me ask myself, like, I'm not even going to tell them my processing, but I'll talk to you later. Right. I'm going to process why I'm upset mm-hmm. and I'm going to hold myself to a standard where I'm going to, you know, really dig deep and ask myself why. And is it worth it to invest my mm-hmm. energy into this feeling? I'm going to accept it. I'm going to acknowledge the feeling, but I'm not going to say you made me mad because you did this because right. that's gaslighting. I don't want nobody doing that to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do it onto others because that to me is is manipulative. That's right. not something that's coming with, um, a legit like then it's with a, trying
1: to with trying to understand and trying to empathize and trying to listen right. to
0: it's yeah. all about me, 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 and mm-hmm. it's not like if you made me mad, it's because I completely disregarded how you felt, and now it's all about me and it's your fault. Period, right. like, there's mm-hmm. zero accountability. Mm-hmm. But I realized that a lot of people do have like the word gaslighting very twisted because, for example, earlier I asked um, some of my followers, like, what do you think of gaslighting? Like, what what confusions do you have? And someone had said that there is someone that they rarely see, but when they do, there's something they wanna talk about. And that person's Mm -hmm. always like, no, I just don't even know what you're talking about, pushes them off. Mm -hmm. And that could be tricky for me, just that in itself. I'm like, they, depending on how you approach them and what they say, it can simply just be, me, just them not wanting to have a conversation. Sometimes we need to respect the level, you know, that other people are on. Just because you're on a certain journey and you want to approach somebody doesn't mean that they're willing in that moment. They may never be. So that's something we have to come to terms with. But if they do, if they're constantly around you and they do, you know, they are receptive and they do reply to you like, I don't know what you're talking about and try to twist your words and, you know, make it like, I know this happens a lot with even parents and, you know, kids where they're like, Listen, I went through worse than you, mm-hmm. right? Or I went through a lot, and you don't see me complaining about it. You mm-hmm. don't see me going to therapy, or telling people about it. Like, mm-hmm. why can't you just deal with that? Or why can't you just pray and get over it? Like, I rely on God, or I rely right. on prayer, and I rely on you know just getting over it. I just live in the moment, and that's it. That to me now is gaslighting because you're avoiding accountability. Not and even that, accountability.
1: and there, so it's it's a denial of your reality. so that so that's part of it denial of your reality or belittling or downplaying your reality um and the only reality that counts is theirs right so uh well i just pray through it i just do this i just and you know to a point where it's dismissive of of anything that you've done or that you or that that there's other ways of doing things
0: yeah maybe what you're doing
1: is working for you
0: right and that's tough because what if the person is not intentionally not taking accountability? What if this is just what they learned all their lives, that this has been normalized, that their parents did that. So they do it and they think you should as well. Mm -hmm. Like, is that gaslighting? I mean, yeah. Yes.
1: So it, well, that, and I'm glad that you're bringing this up because one of the things that uh, drives me up a wall about social media is that, Everything has, and and I'm someone who talks about narcissism, but everything is not narcissistic. People have to begin to understand that a lot of the things that people are going through, a lot of the things that people are doing is because of oftentimes insecurities because of, because of our upbringing, because of things that we've learned because of unhealed trauma. And so uh, yes, people can be manipulative unintentionally. I'm not saying that you have to put up with it, Mm -hmm. but we have to understand that that uh that there's a lot of reasons why people might behave the way that they do now there's times where people can can become more aware and they they can they can begin to uh take a look within and begin and one of the ways that i tell people to do that if that's something that you are experiencing, is that we have to begin to change ourselves. A lot of times we want that other person. We're so focused on the other person changing that we're we're reluctant to change ourselves. And then we now have two people that aren't willing to change. So you go to therapy. You do the work. You become a better communicator. And oftentimes that might inspire some change in the other person. It might. Um, But one of the things, and and I'll always talk about narcissism, but we have to understand that not every single time that we experience these type of behaviors uh, is it narcissistic.
0: Yeah. And you know what? As I hear you talking, what I hear is yes, somebody can gaslight you, but it really doesn't officially become gaslighting unless they're aware of it. Now, once you've made them aware of it and they continue to behave in such a way with awareness, now it's intentional because they know, but they're not, after they know, they're not doing better, which is the point. Once you know something, it's to do better. But if knowing doesn't change the behavior, one, they're not sorry about it. Two, they're probably feeling, it, so what, I did it. Or maybe that's just how it is. They're not taking accountability, right? Because to Here, be sorry, you have to be accountable.
1: Here's the hard part, whether they're doing it intentional or unintentional. Here's the hard part about gaslighting. We have to remember that whether it's intentional or unintentional, for them to stop gaslighting, they have to start letting go of control and power. And that's hard because if that's the reason why they're doing it to keep control because so if they're doing it unintentionally if there's an insecurity and there's a fear there and they're doing it to try to protect themselves um and and for them to allow for them to feel that risk and to and to lean into that fear that's difficult to do if someone is is intentionally doing it because they're abusive and they want power and control then that's also difficult because they're not going to want to let go of that that power and they're not going to want to let, let go of that control if they if and so both intentional or unintentional if you have a deep fear of abandonment and so you're doing this to to mm. make that person stay
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it's very difficult to allow to convince that person that it's actually okay if that that person wants to leave yeah right that you don't have a you don't have the authority to try to to try to keep this person through manipulative tactics. And it's also tough to convince that person that, um, that you doing this is more likely pushing this person away. Right. Because in, in their mind, let's say this person is, you know, 25 to 35 or even 45 years old, this, in their mind, this is something that's worked for them all their life. Right. And so, down and, to, and to do this in a, in a way that is more healthy is at times very difficult to do.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I find the longer you get away with it, the harder it is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I think about hard relationships that people are unable to let go, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you're like, wow, after 30 years, finally, like mm-hmm. they might as well have died together. Yep. And you know, like it took 30 years to gain the strength because do you know how long this person was gaslit, abused mm-hmm. emotionally or financially or whatever way that was hard to the eye? Because the thing is with gaslighting, people can't really see it. Mm-hmm. Right? These are behavioral patterns, but they're not physically seen. It's like right. when you catch on, by then it's too late. This yep. person has such an authority over you; you relinquish all your rights.
1: Well, we also have to we also have to talk about the victim in this situation. This is one of the reasons why I, I don't um, people who've been in my lives before and in my, and in my webinars that tell people I don't allow for people to just point at, point fingers at the toxic or narcissistic person. We have to under there has to be a level of self awareness that happens here. A lot of the reason why gaslighting works on certain people is because you experienced it. Most likely you experienced it as a mm-hmm. child. You probably grew up with a mother or a father or both mm-hmm. who did it mm-hmm. and you, you may have experienced it with, and so it, you're already predisposed and you already feel this sense of obligation to try to prove to this person that you're worthy. That you probably struggle with low self-esteem yep. and yep. those sorts of things. And so what happens is that for you, this is already normal. So when you meet someone who's like this, it, you, this, you likely feel like you have chemistry with this person and you feel uh, that you can prove to this person. You probably put this person on a pedestal and that sort of thing. And so yeah. it's, so the lack of self-awareness that the victim also has make, makes it easier to be, uh, to be gaslit and to be man, manipulated mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah. That's, and I, that's how people trauma bond. It's a way for mm-hmm. people to trauma bond, which makes it harder to leave a relationship because mm-hmm. Somehow, even though you're being gaslighted, you can also gaslight the other person because previously you were being controlled. So now you want to kind of flip that and be the one in control because no, I'm not going to play that. I was a victim.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. I tell people that's this is that, you, the, what, the point that you just brought up is something that isn't taught. I talk, I talk about it. People don't like it when I talk about it, mm-hmm. but it's true, it's but, um, but <laughs> when People, when you use, when you talk about the word codependent and it talk, when you're talking about with an um, toxic relationship, people automatically take the word codependent and they think it means innocent, and it doesn't. You mm-hmm. also have some toxic behaviors yourself. And one of the things that, that codependents do, they also struggle with control, just like the toxic, just like the narcissistic person, just like the person who's gaslighting. The person who's codependent is trying to control the way that other people think and the way that other people feel, which guess what? Another thing that's not that's not popular. Guess what that is? this manipulation. Right. One I, I remember I talked about this in a, in a video one time. People wanted to have me canceled, um, but it's it's true. If you think, think about it for a second, if you are trying to change the way that other people think and the way that other people feel, that is manipulation. Yep. And so if you're te- if you and and we have to start telling people the truth about people pleasing and about codependency. And when we're, when we're telling people what they want to hear, mm-hmm. because we're afraid of them breaking up with us or leaving or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: manipulation. I don't care if you're doing it just to be nice. Right. 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 If we're, if we're doing, and, and if you think about it and, and when I, when I break it down for people and they understand it a little bit more thoroughly outside of a 30 second video I did a couple years ago, <laughs> the, the, You know, if you tell someone that you that you're okay with the relationship and you're really not and you stay with that person for 10 years and then then you tell them that for the last 10 years you didn't like the way that you're being treated. How is that person supposed to react? Right. Right. And so we we and so a lot of times people will say, well, I just don't want to rock the boat. Well, some boats need to be rocked. If you are telling someone that you, you know, what they want to hear just because you don't want to experience the rejection or you're afraid that, you know, if you're, because of the fear of conflict or whatever hell, and let's just talk about healthy conflict. I'm not talking about abuse. Right. Um, what that is that you're being, you're, you're being manipulative. And people oftentimes don't want to hear that, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's very, very true. It's now bad. I understand. I understand the reasons why. Because we fear rejection. We fear because of the because you know because the the pushback that I get is that it's it's a trauma response. Yes, it is, right? But the same way that so is narcissism. Narcissism is actually a trauma response mm-hmm. too. Yep. Same way that we shouldn't be okay with that. We also shouldn't be okay with people just telling us what what we want to hear just to keep us around either.
0: I love that you say that because it's still okay, so you think in your mind the intention is pure. Like, oh, I just want to keep them around. And it's not bad. But at the end of the day, the intention is just about you. It's selfish. Right. You're not really giving people the benefit of the doubt and just who you really are. And that's something I went for myself, right? So I manipulated my in-laws and friends and family to believe I was just, you know, I wanted to prove to them and myself mainly that, yeah, you know, I was a team mom, but I wasn't uh, a failure. So- yeah. I'm going to take on all the party planning. I'm going to show them how it, what it looks like to do everything. Do it all. Yeah. Do it all and do it right. Um and then I would be the yes person. Oh, you know, you can call me anytime and i would be like, "Yeah, I'll do that for you. Yeah, I'll do that for you." And then at one point I was like, "What the hell am I doing this for?" Like mm-hmm. it's impossible to satisfy other people and I don't feel satisfied anyway. So right. I had to take a step back and be like, "You know what? No. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. This doesn't fulfill me. This isn't about me. This is Whatever, and so when I started to say no and take accountability for how I was moving, yep. suddenly I became a real bitch. You know, I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. mean person now. Now mm-hmm. it's like, why are you so mean? It's like, right? Why? Like you want honesty? You say you're true and you keep it real. I'm keeping it real with you now. and Now I'm mean. Right. Wait a minute, what happened here? Mm-hmm. So that's enough. That's very tricky because. Yeah, my phone stopped ringing for a lot of good reasons, too, because now I got to focus more on me instead of trying to people please. I was like, Mm -hmm. no. So I understood that it was a trauma response. But I understood also that I was in control of that. Like either I'm going to operate on trauma response just because I acknowledge it doesn't mean I can't operate differently. Like, no, I'm not going to be a people pleaser. That's in order for me to move on. I have to move on. Right. Which is not being stuck in that kind of victim mindset. Because right. we could be victim or we could be the villain at any point. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're both at the same time.
1: Yep. That's a, that's another thing that, you know, uh, victims actually can become abusive. That's something that's not talked about enough either.
0: I know, for sure. And then mm-hmm. here we go. Then gaslighting becomes a word of 2022. Mm-hmm. And it just gets so complicated. But, you know, I think experiences will teach us. And I think ultimately it's a choice we make. We either stop it, acknowledge it, and do what we have to do. Mm -hmm. The sooner, the better that we address things. I know that we are all somehow, at some point, we become afraid of confrontation, but the sooner we address it, the better, because then the problem gets bigger.
1: Yep. Confrontation, healthy, healthy conflict actually makes your relationship better. It actually gives you a deeper, uh, it actually allows for vulnerability. One thing about conflict, healthy conflict, is that you know that both people are being authentic. That's it. And both people are actually being vulnerable in that moment. The problem is that people don't know how to have healthy conflict. They don't know how to resolve. They don't know how to compromise. They don't know how to meet in the middle. They don't know how to listen in those situations. They just get activated and boom, they go into their trauma responses rather than, than healthy, well, healthy, having healthy conflict.
0: We see, since we're children, I'm gonna give you two variations of that too about why we have such an issue with confrontation or just problem solving. When we were growing up, we saw our parents fight, but we never saw how they solved the problem, nope. right? We saw them come out the bedroom the next day happy as heck. And we're like, okay, how did they solve that? Mm-hmm. Okay, as long as everything's okay. Right. Which made children walk on eggshells because when it happens again, you're like, how are they going to solve it? Is it going to be solved? You weren't part of that process. Mm-hmm. Then in school, you saw kids fight in front of you, but you didn't see how things were handled. What were the consequences they faced? How was it resolved? I mean, there's so many ways that we face conflict but then we don't know how to solve
1: conflict well, he, well here's the thing it, it, it's actually okay for you not to see your parents resolve the conflict the issue typically is that you didn't resolve conflict with your parents as a kid
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you like you yourself when they had you they it was either you know um an authoritative mindset where what I say as a parent goes, mm-hmm. you weren't allowed to have your own boundaries. Some people weren't even allowed to have doors on there. You can, you know, how many, especially with black and brown people, you're not allowed to speak back. We're actually sh- mm-hmm. should be able to, of all people, we should be able to talk back to our parents a bit. There's times where we actually should win arguments with our parents and we need to learn how to have that dialogue, learn how to communicate. The only way for us to learn that is by actually doing it. And when and and unfortunately, because parents uh, oftentimes just completely shut it down, they make you they send what do they do. They send you to your room or or sometimes they shut down themselves, which also creates an uh, anxious attachment style within ourselves. Like we start to fear this is where we start to develop the fear of rejection. Um, If you did, if you did open up and you were vulnerable, then all of a sudden they start to weaponize it. Then all of a sudden, guess what? We start to experience all the things that we're now attracted to as an adult. Um, if You know, so us as parents, for us to change that, if we want to make sure that we create a better world, we need to to learn how to have dialogue and how to communicate with our kids, which is tough for people, because that means that we have to be emotionally stable ourselves.
0: Mm, that part. And would you say that by us not taking accountability, even if we haven't had that conversation with other people and it hasn't been brought to our attention? but we know we're doing something wrong but we're not trying to acknowledge that would you say that's a form of self ga- gaslighting or would there be something well, else that you say
1: it's an insecurity or you're masking you're masking an insecurity masking an insecurity or masking unhealed unhealed trauma um, self gaslighting you might you might uh, know something is right and you start you start to question yourself you start to kind of overthink you, you start to go down this, uh, this, this hill, but uh, what you described, uh, you know, can be a form of self, self sabotaging behavior um, where we are, um, where we are kind of not overthinking, but, um, you know, just or trying to mask our insecurities and mask our unhealed wounds.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was just so interesting. As you were speaking, that came up to mind. But Matt, you're always great. And I hope you do come back on. We love having your lessons. You're you're the best. Or like I like to say, you're the (laughs) (laughs) bomb.com. Thank you. Thank you. How can um, the listeners reach you? Where can they find you? How can they connect with you?
1: I'm on all social media platforms, Matthew L. Pfeiffer. Uh, I have a podcast, The Matt Pfeiffer Experience. Um, I also have, you can listen to that on all major podcast platforms, or you can watch it on my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel is the Matt Pfeiffer experience. And, um, you know, uh, you, and, and then, uh, you can Perfect. go to my website as well. Matt, um, Matt Pfeiffer coaching.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great 2023. Likewise. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Empowered Majesty Team, where life coaches guide, help restore, help heal, help motivate others to be their highest self. The world needs healing. So why not empower others through life coaching? Everyone is here to serve their highest purpose and is majestical in their own unique way. Let Empowered Majesty Team help you. It takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to help people along their journeys. As life coaches, we are here to ensure we support the world's healing journey. To book our services or for a free discovery call, visit empowered majesty team.com. Again, that is empowered majesty team.com. Let's heal together. This is your host, Lily Jeanette. Thank you for listening to an episode of True Lessons. If you found this episode helpful, please share it. If you love the show, please rate and subscribe and review. And if this podcast has been part of your journey, please send me your letters and comments on social media. The IG handle is True Lessons Podcast or via email to True lessons Podcast at gmail.com. That's True Lessons Podcast at gmail.com.